You're listening to the Group Practice Exchange Podcast. We're the business development resource for group practice owners, where we talk candidly about business ownership and leadership. From practice building tips to live coaching to real talk episodes with other group practice owners, we're the resource you've been looking for to help you grow your group practice. I'm your host, group practice owner and entrepreneur, Maureen Werbach. This episode is sponsored by Therapy Notes. Therapy Notes is an online EHR, practice management, and billing software designed for mental health professionals. Therapy Notes has everything you need to manage patient records, schedule appointments, create rich documentation, and bill insurance right at your fingertips. They offer free and unlimited live support seven days a week. Their streamlined software is accessible wherever and whenever you need it. To get two free months, go to www.therapynotes.com forward slash r forward slash the group practice exchange. Need a new accountant or bookkeeper? Meet Green Oak Accounting, an accounting firm that works specifically with private practices. They do all of your accounting needs from budgeting to accounting to bookkeeping and payroll to building your dashboard. On top of that, they can help you set up your profit first systems. Go to greenoakaccounting.com and mention the group practice exchange for $100 off your first month. So I've been thinking about the struggle that group practice owners have been having these past few months with regards to finding good therapists that are looking to join a group practice. And it's something I'm seeing um, a lot of struggle with among group practice owners, just not finding quality talent and not having as many applicants as they normally do. And a lot of it is obviously due to COVID and the ability to relatively easily set up a virtual workspace with minimal amount of financial investment. Um, And that's leading to a reduction in new applicants looking to work in a group practice. And so I've been thinking about just all the posts I'm seeing from group practice owners from startup all the way to really established practice owners who are struggling to grow their businesses and make decisions around expanding locations or adding locations when they're having such a hard time finding therapists to actually fill the spots of all of these, you know, client calls that are coming in. And so I've been thinking about just all these alternatives. And it's so interesting because a lot of people get kind of pigeonholed into seeing business as as one way rather than as this like fluid entity that can shift and pivot. Um, and obviously, all of us have had to make that shift once, but I know that's not something that necessarily comes natural for everyone. And um, I've been thinking about just my own journey and what I've done in the past year or so to keep up with how times are changing, responsibilities that we all have are shifting, expectations are changing, and you know how to keep up while actually still growing, even if it means not growing in terms of actual clinical team members, right? Um, and one of the things that's really just been surprisingly fun and is working is diversifying how you show up in your communities. And that can look different. I'm seeing it in our Facebook group. 
just all of the amazing ways that group practice owners are learning to pivot in their businesses in in ways that they show up for their for their community. And so, you know, I've seen some really successful practice owners decide to implement a CE program where they provide CEs for other therapists out in the community, right? And they're able to not only diversify their income, but also diversify um, the therapist's income and the services that they're offering. I've also seen real success with practice owners using the therapists that they actually have in their group practice already, since it's hard to find new therapists, and having them provide trainings in the community, psychoeducation trainings through webinars and virtual workshops where they're reaching an audience that might not be ready to engage in one-on-one therapy or who need an extra touch point or two before they feel comfortable investing that amount of time and uh, energy and finances into getting one-on-one therapy by watching their potential therapist provide a psychoeducation training through a webinar. And I find that these two things, these CEs, virtual webinars and trainings, we all have the ability to provide that, right? And I think this is where the beauty of really pivoting and looking at what your business has to offer, what your team has to offer as a whole. And if growth in the traditional sense in our industry of bringing on new therapists, having more clients be seen is something that's not accessible right now, is not available right now because there's a lack in, um, you know, talent essentially, is looking at other ways of being able to offer the community what you normally are offering them. And like I said, webinars and CEs are great ways to use the amazing brains of your team that already have all this knowledge and information that they can share that they're sharing with their clients uh, in a broad sort of way. And so I just wanted to share, you know, for those of you who are just struggling to figure out how to grow and feel like you're plateauing, even though there's a huge need and you're seeing all these calls coming in and there's this like difficulty in seeing like how much of a need there is and how many clients you're having to refer out with the sa- the concept of not being able to actually grow to support those needs. Um, it's really fun to see how many group practice owners are learning to figure out how they can use the resources that they already have to grow their impact and their income by diversifying some of the services that they're offering that are already in line with their ther- the resources they have, the therapists that they have, and their overall business plan. Now, obviously, when thinking about diversifying services, you know, you come up with this, this block of reminding yourself that you don't want to have, you know, shiny object syndrome, which I think mo- most of us can um, can agree we've had had this happen. I think that's just like a common phenomenon for business owners to at some point or another, if not chronically, feel like you're always missing on the shiny object. You see someone doing something, you're like, ooh, I need to do that. So if we take that into consideration and just remind ourselves, you know, is is my excitement towards trying this new thing based off of 
shiny object syndrome and me just wanting to do something that I see a lot of other people are doing and they're successful at? Or does it line up with what our community is needing, the skills that our team already has, um, and is in line with our business plan? And I think that's really the sweet spot to, to be thinking about. And so I encourage you guys, you know, all of you who are having a hard time finding new therapists and growing your business in the normal sense, in the way that you've been used to doing it, is thinking about what is it that your team already embodies? What is it that your community is is asking for? And so obviously on the um, outset, it might look like they're asking for one-on-one sessions, right? Because that's what they're calling you for because that's what they know you to do. But in looking at what the community is needing, you need to expand that uh, vision a little bit beyond what they're communicating in those phone calls. And it might mean adding a different screening tool to see, you know, what is it that they're calling and requesting an appointment for that might help you see that creating a live webinar or a recorded webinar for the community related to that topic, what you're seeing most calls come in for, is likely to be a success. Um and so it's really, you know, taking all of those things into context and seeing how can I create something and how can my team be able to create things that still communicates to their ideal clients um, in a different way. You know, I think about five years from now, 10 years from now, what group practice is going to look like. And I envision that there's going to be so much more to it than individual and group uh, counseling, that their webinars, trainings, uh, community engagement, uh, partnerships, that these things are all going to be a part, a normal part of group practice ownership and how therapists are engaging with their clients. And so I like to look at, you know, all of this crap that's been going on this past year as a sort of wake-up call for us as business owners to look at how have we been managing and leading our businesses up to this point? Have we been sticking with the comfortable, the easy, the known? Um, And what does it mean for us to step into the uncomfortable, uh, the unknown, similar to when we first started our group practices, right? We didn't know. We didn't know if it was going to work out, if it was going to be successful, but we stepped into it. And I think a lot of times group practice owners and business owners in general Um, you know, feel like that initial difficult decision to start and run a business is so heavy and scary that every other decision that they make is like one step below that level um, for the rest of their professional lives. You know, we obviously always make difficult decisions and have to decide on expanding and taking risks in that way. Um, But I wonder how many opportunities are left on the table under normal circumstances, because we're so used to sticking in like a very specific lane without actually looking to our left and looking to our right to see what are in the other lanes and do those lanes make sense for our businesses? Could a small pivot to um, shifting from one-on-one to doing a partnership with another wellness provider in the community be the thing that so many community members are needing? And is it the thing that allows your team to be able to exercise and expand their 
regular workload outside of the heavy one-on-one. You know, obviously we are all feeling this burnout um, as clinicians and it's, this can be a great opportunity not only to serve your community um, and provide more services when there's not a whole hand, you know, a whole load of new therapists who are wanting to go into group practice while also serving our own mental health and having alternative um, ways to create an impact uh, and legacy in the community. And so I just want to leave you with that thought as I've just been thinking about how my group practice has pivoted over the past year, how I'm observing what other group practice owners are doing and seeing what's really successful, what's really working, what's creating continued camaraderie and positive uh, workplace culture. And a lot of it aligns with the fact that business owners are expanding their view of what group practice looks like and allowing new things in so that their team can can function and create outside of one-on-one therapy. So I would ask as a closing sort of statement, you know, what is it that your group practice is doing right now? How is it serving the community? And have you had to pivot or shift or have you expanded the way you look at what services your business is offering in the past year? And if not, like write that down and see what comes up. Um, I think you'd be surprised to find that there's probably a lot of um, alternative ways that you can support your community while supporting your team, which I think is really amazing. So I hope you have a great day and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Group Practice Exchange podcast. Like what you heard? Give us five stars on whatever platform you're listening from. Need extra support? Join The Exchange, a membership community just for group practice owners with monthly office hours, live webinars, and a library of trainings ready for you to dive into. Visit www.members.thegrouppracticeexchange.com forward slash exchange. See you next week.